What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Elevate Experience. The podcast about overcoming struggles and adversity and how that relates to addiction, recovery, and health. I am your host and the CEO of Elevate Addiction Services, Angie Manson. And I'm Dallas Terrell, co-host and life intervention counselor at Elevate. Thank you so much for joining us, and let's jump right in. All right, so today's guest I'm super excited to have. Uh, Zach Pine. Zach and I go back a while. He was my coach. I was very fortunate in my early days to uh, learn under him. He's one of the OGs of CrossFit. We'll put it like that. <laughs> um, and just a wealth of knowledge. And I, I love so much. I learned so much from Zach because of the nutritional aspect of CrossFit, also the physical, the experience as a coach, the gym owner. Um, it's just a wealth of knowledge. And the best personality ever. He makes working out and being healthy a lot of fun. So thank you for coming on the show today, Zach. Thanks yeah, for being here. Thank you. You got to smile when you struggle, you know. <laughs> That's right. Yes. That's my job to make you smile. You did. And While you did a struggling. great job of it. <laughs> yes. Was she struggling? Oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Zach no repped me. You know, it's a, it's a, for me being, you know, the a business owner going into a gym, you know, you got to check that ego at the side, especially with someone like Zach, because he has no problem correcting me. And Oh, yeah. And, you know, you give me that look and I just <laughs> brush it off and continue. <laughs> right. Like, just do what you're asked and move on. Yes. Yes, I get it, man. It's hard. It is hard. Yeah. It is hard if you're not used to taking instruction and, uh, you know, because you're really, it's not about being corrected. It's about being frustrated, at least for me, with myself for not being able to do what I think I should be able to do. Right. And be able to accomplish that, right? Yeah. I get it. I, but, you know, I think CrossFit teach, teaches us so much, like physically, mentally, about ourselves. And you, I mean, when we talk about nutrition, it's going to highlight those things and make you just all better, well-rounded person. So, um, like, the nutrition base is probably the biggest piece of health, period. But, I mean, you got to have a little struggle everywhere to get you through, you know? So, I think they all have their, the physical aspect, the mental aspect, um, and then the nutrition will just highlight better aspects to those. Yeah. Well, I was surprised, and, and I recommend this for anybody who's been a CrossFitter for any length of time. When I went and did my level one um, training, there's just so much more to CrossFit than just going into the gym and what you learn about working out. The the philosophy and the theory behind it all, it's genius. And I really think uh, anybody who's a serious CrossFitter should go do the training just to get that information because it's it's vital in the overall health and well-being since like you said the the working out is only like 10% and the the nutrition part is like 90%. And so you I was very fortunate because you you trained us on that nutrition aspect. So I'd love for you to talk to our listeners about that aspect. Yeah, I mean I everyone who comes it's I like bring them in they just want to move oh yeah. <laughs> yeah everybody wants to move I mean you've been Dal you've been doing it for three years right and it's, yeah I mean you didn't come in because you wanted to eat better food hell no no it was like give me some abs and like yeah. make me strong you know so it's like just that stuff I always just peel off like an onion little bits of knowledge at a time and then all of a sudden at the core of it is all this nutrition stuff <laughs> but I already got you fit enough to like think about Hang it around right <laughs> right you know so you gotta like give them what they want for a bit just so that they get a taste of the program the physical part but then it's like hey if you want a better deadlift you should try to eat maybe 
less processed food and a little more vegetables this time, you know? So um, you got, like, I think we talked about a little bit, but you got to start everyone where they're coming from and just step them forward one by one. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was mentioning, like I had a girl who had 12 Diet Cokes a day and it was like, it's like 12 cigarettes a day. It's like, hey, yeah. where do I start weaning you off? It's like, hey, let's just try to cut it in half. Yeah. Replace it with something else. Like have a, you know, sparkling water or drink a tea or something, you know. Yeah. But they, it seems like we got to meet people like where they are and then slowly progress them somehow. And then reassess, right? We can't go through nutrition without seeing what have we done and where we're going and am I any better? So it's retesting. Maybe it's our workouts. Say, hey, did I get any better at this? Hopefully. Yeah. Did I change my diet? Did that help at all? Am I sleeping better? Do I look better? Do I feel better? So I think those little, the subject, subjective uh, things of like, oh, I feel better today. Well, why? You know, like, oh, I have There's I've a been, reason. Yeah, those <laughs> vegetables are really good, man. <laughs> so I, I, and we talk in the CrossFit um, seminars, we talk about sickness, wellness, fitness continuum. And if you're on the left side, you're at sickness, right? Sickness is just like people, you're almost close to death. Right, and then you. We, our purpose is to move people to wellness. Wellness is a place that we want to be. What? Where do we want to be? Is fit people where we're strong enough to, you know, take care of our kids, do sports, whatever it is for you specifically. But we're trying to drive the adaptation towards fitness, and CrossFit physical side does that. You know, I want to. If you have a sick deadlift, it's like not sick good. You know, it's like. Yeah half your body weight or you can't even pick up your groceries to walk them to your car you have to have somebody to help you so there that's sick being right, right like and then now i have like a, a well deadlift i can lift my own body weight or maybe even two times my body weight going towards fitness and maybe even possibly three times you know um so our fitness markers fit on there but our health markers need to sit on there so my bone density if it's not good you're gonna be at sick you got more bone density you're fit your blood pressure your resting heart rate you know a uh, big one to talk about most people kind of recognize is a body fat percentage right yeah like if you have 30 40 percent body fat which like look at our whole world right we yeah. we, we as a globe is we're just getting fatter and fatter and fatter and it's it's not due to the like the way you're working out, right? It's not what you're putting in your mouth is the big deal. And it's mostly it's processed food and sugar. Mm -hmm. Like hands down, if we could just eliminate any simple kind of sugar and processed foods, we'd all be going towards wellness. Really hard for people to swallow that. Like yeah, what, everyone's doing it. And everyone's looking at themselves right now. Like, what did I just have for lunch? You know? <laughs> <laughs> So what are like the big culprits in processed foods and sugars? Oh. Like, what do you think people are using the most that like maybe they wouldn't recognize or, or know that that's the problem? Yeah. I mean, like Doritos, soda, <laughs> <laughs> anything in a box, man, if it comes right. with a nutrition label, it's probably not good for you. Uh, anything that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, shoot, that's hard. Like if it has one ingredient, which means like apple, Orange, <laughs> broccoli. Yeah. yeah. Like, is there any kind of liquid that you could put in your mouth that is good for you besides water? It's hard to say yes to anything else, really. Mm -hmm. Like maybe some supplemental vitamins or something, but really, there's there's not much besides water on the liquid standpoint that 
once just go into your system immediately and especially we talk about um high fructose corn syrup and like soda that's probably the number one killer if you ever go like go look around which if you're outside now that we're allowed to go outside and see people again (laughs) Um, but go outside and just like watch you'll see like 50 year olds men which there's these big old beer bellies but what it is a beer belly is this fructose is only processed through your liver and so you eat carbohydrates and um they break down and it goes into your bloodstream and when the sugar goes into your blood it has a couple places to go it goes straight to your muscles which means you need that to be able to move right so any contraction of your muscle you need sugar to make that contraction um, it's called adenosine triphosphate. It's, it's just a molecule that makes you move pretty much. Um, so you, it can go into your muscles or it can go into your liver. And it's, it's like your liver is just like storage bank. So it can, you can bank this storage so that like, hey, I need more energy to run this 5K. Here you go. Here's some more energy. So your liver can produce a, or break down the molecules and put it back in your blood so that you can use it. But then the next place it goes is adipose tissue, which is fat cells, right? Mm-hmm. So it'll start accumulating on your fat. But what fructose or fructose does, it goes into your liver because that's the only place it can break down. And then once your liver's full, where does it go? It just starts wrapping your liver and your organs filled with fat. So if you talk to surgeons, they'll cut people open and they'll sew them back up and then afterwards they'll be like oh you had really nice organs that means there wasn't fat wrapped around your 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 organs but the other people who have been eating in such a crappy way and they're more on that sick side of the continuum of like just accumulating all this fat around their liver kind of like suffocating their organs and then you talk about obesity and diabetes that they get their hands and their feet chopped off because they're suffocating their nervous system. Wow. And then the blood can't flow because the nerves can't contract. And now you have like amputees and now we're amputating people because the way they eat, not because, uh, you know, they're out in the field getting blown off by their legs getting blown off, you know? It's just Ooh, so it's yeah, 100% take that, right? scary. Eat that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't eat that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's one hundred percent preventative. It's just a yeah. willpower and also just common knowledge, which I don't know how much they teach anybody this anywhere anymore. No, but how do you re- like? It's really hard for you to change somebody, right? And I think you guys in your field know that. Oh yeah, it's like, super difficult. My dad has been sober for thirty five years. Nice and good I mean, for him. Yeah, I was like five or six years old, right? Yeah. Um, and so he he went to CA Cocaine Anonymous for and he still is a part of it. You know he's yeah. it's amazing. Die it's hard. Crazy yeah. to see like that um, dedication. But his dedication to that, his mentality or mindset came from himself right. through maybe screwing up a bunch. You know, like taking a couple bumps and realizing something's more important for him. And the same thing with nutrition, like. He, whether it's not an immediate effect like some kind of drug would do to you, it's an it's a long term effect over time that's gonna suffocate you mm-hmm. somehow, whether it's through chronic disease or diabetes and um heart disease. So it's just like this this when I when I, and I don't get me wrong, like I'm not a hundred percent like 
I always eat healthy, but right. I also am like 80 to 90% always eating healthy so that I can go screw up now and again so that I yeah. can have fun, you know, eat For my sure. daughter's birthday cake. Yeah. But the mentality part is so hard to get someone over that hill. And I think those little steps we talked about is the only way to get them kind of on their path to a, a successful long-term um, eating patterns. Yeah. So it kind of sounds like most people are attracted to fitness for like the selfish. I want to look better, like the physical the outward vanity, appearance, yeah. the vanity part. And you can kind of use that as a ploy to fix the insides later on. Once you kind of get them going towards that route. Yeah. I mean, I know it happened to me <laughs> you know, right. like firsthand for sure. Me, me too. Like I, I played rugby in college and came off of rugby and I didn't really have a, anything else to do. I was done. I could play with the old boys and stuff, but uh, my buddy brought me to the CrossFit gym, and for like five years, I went to CrossFit like three, four times a week at least, and five years into it, I finally was like, oh, what's this zone thing, you know? What's yeah, this nutrition yeah. stuff you guys are talking about? And finally, it, it just took, I was pretty fit at the time, and it just took me to a, just another level, and I felt great. I didn't hurt nearly as much. like. Yeah from the physical activity and then also I just had clearer brain you know that I think was the, the biggest piece is I slept better and my brain was a lot more clear of like where what what my intent of being on this earth is you know yeah like you only have one one time to be here and one body yeah right yeah. <laughs> don't mess it up too much until you get to that point where you can't undo it yeah and it's like not too late to turn it around if you kind of have made some mistakes or did mess it up. Right. You know, age, like, is, age is a huge part too. Like the older you are, I say, I've talked about like, I've taught a wellness class at CrossFit in Scotts Valley and we had 65 and older, but we had some 87 year olds in the class and it was just wow. like, hey, you've been putting yourself in these positions for decades and for me to undo these positions is going to be you're never going to, I'm never going to get them undone, but I'm going to probably get a little bit better out of you, you know? So just going like starting now, wherever you're at, like start now. Cause you can undo some of it. If the younger you are, the, the better habits you can create too. So it's just hard with older people and their patterns of life and getting them like oh, yeah. undoing those oh, bolts yeah. and it's dropping like the, the old ego, dog new know? trick. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Old <laughs> dog new trick. Plus like, yeah. I mean, dude, I, in the seven years I've been counseling people on how to get sober, the most difficult people to help get sober are alcoholics that are over 50 years old because they've made it this far, yeah. you know? And it's such a, I, I mean, I'm like, it's a drug that is easily kind of washed under the rug because, yeah. oh, it's okay to drink, you know, but on your body and your system, it's how not. good is it for you, right? No. Yeah, and you know it every it's time poison. you wake up, right? Yeah, it's yeah. poison. And it's... it converts to sugar, right? Like we were talking about the liver and the conversion yeah. of sugar. Is it? Is it like? It's the same as same as high fructose yeah. syrup. It's, it's oh. a, you're, so you're, you have um, fatty liver disease, and that's what alcoholics will get when they drink too much alcohol. They they die from fatty liver disease. But the same thing is happening to eight year olds because they're. Um, they're eating too much uh, that high fructose corn syrup. So it's like the same issues, but how do you get, and sugar is very similar to alcohol is because they want to have it every single day, yeah. but sugar is way more prevalent. Right. Go to the grocery store, look at the back, look at the labels on everything you buy. 
if it has a label, you're doing the wrong thing already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But the more simple the ingredients and if you can pronounce them, the better. Right. Right. And if they came from the <laughs> earth, the best. But if if you look at those ingredients, half or more than half are going to have sugar in them, whether it's agave syrup or dextrose, sucrose, there's they're going to hide it somehow. Now they're hiding it as organic cane sugar. It's like, oh, it's organic and it's real. It came from a plant. So now they're kind of trying to play with our minds even more marketing way. Dude, yeah. But yeah, like, so CrossFit has this saying and it's like eat meat, vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starts, no sugar. Yeah. And if you could just stick to that, which is a simple sentence, but very hard to do. If you could do that for two or three months and just see how you felt, I guarantee you, you would flip something, especially if you come from an, a space of 12 Diet Cokes a day or, yeah. you know, that would be a huge difference in how your body's going to feel and, and, and act when, when you're phys- come, t- come talking about physical activity. There was a movie that, um, uh, did you watch the magic pill? No, no, I was afraid to. Yeah, it was, it was. Is that the one about Adderall? Oh, uh, I don't, I don't think so. But it was about um, what I, what I got out of it was there's some autistic kids. Gotcha. Um, and these autistic kids are not not as not on. They're not normal like we would everyday life be able to socialize with people. And so what I got out of it was like you take somebody who has very extreme temperaments, and what they did was they were feeding them crappy food, processed food. And this, especially this one girl, and she was out of control. She would just lose her mind, scream yeah. and yell. Parents are having a hard time. And I think with any addiction, we, I think the people around us have a hard time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they were trying to figure out what can I do? And they, so they went on to just all natural food diet and pretty much just what I said, eat meat, vegetables, diet. And um, she went to eat for a week. And they're like, don't feed her anything else. Don't give her macaroni and cheese. Just put it in front of her. Like by the end of the week, she I think it was six to eight days or something. She went without she food. She no food. And then she started eating food and it reset her whole system. She was calm. She started speaking. She couldn't speak like clearly words. And so she started speaking and like having these moments with her parents that they never had before. Wow. And it was like if somebody, if it's that extreme in someone's temperament, like imagine what it could do for you, right? Yeah. Where we're on more of a normal spectrum and and we don't realize how the effect it's having on us, but it is. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I could change that. How, how much better could I feel, right? So it's just these little tiny motivational like podcasts and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. movies that are like so beneficial for people to maybe open their eyes to like, ah, oh, I can make that change. And where do I start? You know, well, it's crazy. Cause there's so much like denial around those ideas. You know, I think because so many people are doing it, so many people are obese or so many people aren't working out or taking their health as serious as they should. And people are like out there making money, you know, because yeah. of it. So, right. Movies like that, the magic pill and these little sayings that a lot of people in the CrossFit world know about aren't as like available at, like as they should be, I guess. That's my opinion. Well, that I would definitely say that information's suppressed because it's yeah. not such a big money maker. And it's just like <laughs> yeah. the title of that film, The Magic oh, yeah. Pill. Nobody wants to 
not nobody, but a lot of people don't want to do in the work to get to that good place. They just want the magic pill that's going to make them feel better without changing anything in their life. Oh, yeah. And like this morning, it's so fun. Like the Shark Tank sends random yeah. freaking emails, right? And I'm getting these emails like, lose 50 pounds, take this pill. Like how many people would think said, hell yeah. A <laughs> you lot. Know? Like, a lot I'll of people. It, you know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah the, if if the if the world's getting fatter for the next like okay so the cdc would said by the i think it was uh i can't give you numbers i'm the worst at remembering numbers but (laughs) it was saying that um each individual in the united states eats a hundred uh it's like 156 pounds of sugar a year wow right so 156 pounds of sugar that means they're eating like pretty much my lean body mass you know i'm like mm-hmm. holy shit like that's a that's a lot of sugar to be putting in your system that's that's processed and if i'm not eating that much and you're not and you're not then someone's eating three times what <laughs> oh we, you know God. the sugar so it's 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 and that's where the money's come from right yep. the there's no way i don't see it happening that we can go to a diet prescribed from the government or whoever the FDA yeah who do, who prescribes this shit anyways but <laughs> I, who knows yeah that's a whole nother podcast yeah, right? yeah. where's the where's Stay the old nutritional yeah, plate pyramid <laughs> you know um, but I don't know if we could get away from prescribing something that's not money driven you know they gotta get their you know they got to get their cash and I get it. Like that's their company, but Mm -hmm. that's not the best for everybody. Yeah. We go through that 100% just in our field with drug and alcohol addiction. Again, everybody wants the magic pill. They don't want to, uh, you know, insurance companies don't want to pay for long-term treatment. They just want to give you a pill and send you on your way and you're fine because it's uh, more money for them. You know, it all yeah. works together Pharma. and they're not and they're not yeah, looking man. out for your your best interest and what's best for you as an individual right i think the i mean 70 percent of the deaths in the united states are from chronic disease and all chronic disease it, you can reverse it through diet like so there you go and then 80 percent of healthcare costs go to masking all those diseases so all of our money that we're giving to the healthcare is going straight to help people who are diabetic and have these coronary artery diseases. It's like, damn, man, just just put down the alcohol, put down the sodas, like pick up some broccoli and eat it. Yeah, dude, move a little bit. <laughs> it's not that easy, right? You know, but like- That's the crazy part. It's like, what makes it so difficult, you know? And that's kind of the same thing that we experience with sobriety. like. Getting sober in theory is super easy. It's like, dude, just stop using drugs and your life will get better. But like 90% of people that do drugs and alcohol can't stop doing it. It's odd the options, right? I mean, right. we have so many options to for food, right? We, we I do, go, yeah. We I go anywhere and get carbohydrates, easy. Protein, fat, harder to find. So really easy to jack yourself with carbohydrates, mm-hmm. right? Um, your facility, yeah. Yeah, and real cheap. cheap. Yeah. Like, and, but some places don't even have vegetables within 10 miles of them, you know? So it's really hard economically for some people to, like, be able to choose that. Be able, yeah, to buy that. And how do you get it, right? So there, that's a hard, that's a whole different story. Um, accessibility of how to get people good food. Um, and I think there's some good companies trying to make 
make that happen but um but yeah like if if it's not accessible then you can't have it Mm -hmm. right so you you go to your facility and you can't have drugs so you can't have it so that you have to be sober right? handled yeah if i could just take every grocery store and rip out all the bad stuff and you go to the store and you can only have good food there i mean problem solved for healthcare costs problem solved for death you look at uh the covid epidemic right Mm -hmm. and it's hard for me to say that because (laughs) it's the epidemic is the death of everyone in this this country there's going to be like 1.5 to 2 million people dying but maybe 300,000 from covid this year Mm -hmm. right so what's more important stopping this covid or like trying a long-term process putting trillions of dollars towards maybe better food and chronic diseases so i mean and i would never want to have to make the decisions of whatever the president does you know or whoever his people are but like show us that we you care about us by changing the way you know our grocery stores look or how we get our food would be huge that would be a great place to start yeah shit i mean that we need some participation too though you know like, yeah, yeah we gonna, need some participation well i mean just look at the tv it's all just inundated with bad food bad food bad choices bad food and this yeah. is unfortunately what everybody's just sitting at home watching and thinking that's the way that's the norm so if i like if i can get you off bad food then i could take you like to that wellness place of where you're actually i think you'll be more dedicated because you're seeing results first of all like and it's vanity. It starts with vanity for most people. It's like, hey, I just, you know, I want to look better. I want to lose 100 pounds. I'm like, okay, great. Let's start there. Other people, it's like, hey, I want to take care of my grandchildren. I want to be able to pick them up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, start with food's going to be able to make you stronger. And then you can, now we can lift some weights and, you know, we can slowly get there. But it's like, it usually starts with vanity and or loss of weight loss most of the time. Um, for me personally, it's, it's really about, uh, the mental change I get. Like I feel way better. I have more energy when I'm working out and I'm eating well. So once I get, like, if I can get you well, now it's like the hardest part is dialing in how much food you should have. Um, if I can get your hormones under, under control a little bit then i can start to, like tweaking some things to experimenting see yeah right <laughs> yeah, yeah and they're really experimenting like it's carbohydrates protein and fat you know right. that's my experiment <laughs> it's yeah. like how much of each of those am i going to put in your body a day you know so that comes with a lot of like individual coaching and and challenging um and testing you know it's just to get somebody in the right spot but to get to that point it's like i need to see you weaned off a lot of other things to be able to like get there to find the baseline yeah it's hard man really hard (laughs) i love this because there's such a parallel to what we do at elevate and i don't mean to shift gears away because we'll come back to that but we do the same with taking people off drugs you know they come in they they're depressed they have anxiety they have all these you know co-occurring feelings emotions and whatever and we're like okay well let's take you off everything and get the baseline and then let's see where you're at oh god how to- much does that hurt <laughs> i mean it doesn't it doesn't like everybody leaves detox uh within right. seven to ten days completely sober and we throw them in the crossfit gym and we throw them into working on their minds and then we get the baseline and they start to realize 
maybe I don't need all that stuff to feel normal or good. And the longer we can do that, we build that foundation. But it's the same thing. We have to take it all away and give them a baseline for them to go, actually, I feel okay without it. Holy crap. Who knew? Yeah. And the introduction of new things from that baseline is where we want to test, right? Yeah. So whatever it is you you introduce, whether there's counseling or or some new like fitness program, right? Or CrossFit, it's like, hey, how do you feel like now that you're at this baseline and now that you started CrossFit, oh, I got so much more energy. I always hear that from new oh, people, yeah. you know? It's like, oh, I, I couldn't go to sleep last night. Yeah. I'm so wired. Like, okay, quit talking. Let's let's yeah. work out again, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting to watch that process. And you guys, I mean, see it firsthand. Like it's pretty, yeah. pretty as a coach, it's just, it like I, that's my favorite part is watching that change. It's just so gratifying, and that's what I mean. I think we're we are uh, service individuals and we provide service, but it's like that feeling of like someone actually making progress with the service you gave them. It's that's the he, the best part of what we do. Uh, but I mean, it all starts with what you put in your mouth, and oh man, it's. Discipline. Yeah. And discipline's a big one. Oh, yeah. That is, and that, I don't know. Like, how do you teach that, right? How do you teach discipline? Do you guys have a method, like, methods there that, like, <laughs> I, mean, I, I can think, learn from? I think, like, so for me, I mean, discipline, it's, I would say, like, I've, I've, like, counseled for a decent amount of time with, like, that being the focus. Like, like, hey, the, you have these problems. But at the root of all those problems is like your lack of discipline. And like we've kind of like established, all right, cool. Like that is the the main like contributor to like all your your failures or whatever. Like all the things you're not getting out of life. It's a lot like nutrition. We're like, it's a we need your participation on the discipline, you know? And so the only way that I've ever been able to like evaluate it or coach it or like try to instill it is accountability. You know, it's like, hey, man, like I'm here to make sure you're doing the things that you said you were going to do. Yeah. And that and that's all you can really do, because if they don't do it, dude, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. You know, so the only way to teach it is to like point out where it's going awry and then just support and, and trying to keep them accountable to like what they said. Right. Throwing it back. Hey, at what's them. what's your goal? Yeah. Here's your goal. How do you want to get to this goal? Whether it's they want it or they need it, right? Like, right. this is your need. This is what you need. Yeah. <laughs> how, how are you going to get there? And then it's like this little baby step, right? Okay, here's the first goal. That means you got to remove all this stuff. If we're talking about nutrition or even drugs or any kind of addiction, like, hey, that's got to go away. And then once that's away, what's the next step? What's the next goal? Okay, I removed all my, my sodas. Now, instead of eating bread, I'm taking bread out and I'm gonna have vegetables instead of bread. Mm -hmm. Once my, well, great, I'm eating more vegetables. Okay, now I'm gonna think about like, <clears throat> instead of eating like five times a day, I'm gonna have three meals, maybe a couple snacks. Maybe we're just overeating. And then we can start addressing like quantity stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, there's the, those little goals and maybe the big goals like, hey, I just wanna lose 100 pounds or hey, I just, you know, I, I just don't have any energy at work. I sit down in my job all the time. So it's, whatever the goal is, I think the baby goals or the steps to get to that main goal, can, you got to hold them accountable by oh, being yeah. like, hey, this this cherry right here, you want that? Here's the golden carrot. Yeah, here <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. yeah. yeah. Here's, here's the girl of your dreams. She's yeah, over there, dude. Right. You're not going to get her with like 
those habits. You know? but yeah, and I, do you guys do individual coaching at the place? We have individual counseling and then the normal CrossFit classes. Yeah. Yeah. There is a lot of opportunity for one-on-one and then there's peer, peer counseling where they kind of coach each other. Yeah. um, And that sort of aspect. So we try to hit it from all kinds of different angles. Yeah. We, we did like a bit, well, we probably were there at the gym. I had a gym and I sold it right before COVID. Woo. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing timing on your part. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, we did a couple nutrition, um, programs and yep. a few of them, like I, I enjoyed, like I always enjoy it because people are motivated, but we, we have to have some accountability from the coach, the coach is me. And then also from somebody else too. So we, yeah. we created teams and we made teams of four and we would connect like physical activity to it as well. So, but it was like, you had to do four different things like drink so much water you had to make sure you didn't have any sugar good sleep a bunch of different um health related stuff and then this week you guys all have to um do the sea cliff stairs Stairs. you know oh yeah Yeah. i remember those stairs (laughs) (laughs) so but there was like four people keeping each other accountable texting each other hey you ready you ready yeah let's do it at 8 a.m or whatever it is but they were motivated and that was the most motivated I've seen people to make change yeah. on maybe their certain goal to achieve, but maybe it was like a combined goal of their team too. So, and you, you do like, Oh, someone's going to win this too. So they, that gives them a little uh, competition too. But it was, it was very interesting to see, like, I loved it one-on-one cause I can make the most change in somebody mm-hmm. and I can relate to them and I can meet them at that level. And then I also like having their support system because if you go home, so my brother's a good example. He he's he's a functioning alcoholic and he lives in Florida, but he uh, he would he was done a lot of drugs. I ripped him out of it. I put him in my house up in Chico, and then he was sober for a long time. And then um, I left Chico, and then all of a sudden, all these creepers came back into his life, you know, and yeah. old friends or whatever it was. Now, he, and now he's not sober anymore. And then he had to leave the state. You know, it's like if you can c- control that support atmosphere, I think CrossFit does that for addiction too. Yep. Does and, that's why I put I think, it in. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this huge, smart idea, beautiful, and we've seen it more and more prevalent in our seminars. Um, with addiction services as well as addicts being sober and yeah. telling me that this has saved my life, you know? And that's just like, that you just get, I get chills yeah. saying that, you know? We all just smiled so big yeah. for the audience. <laughs> We're all just like, hell yeah. yeah. Yes. That's that, true. 100%. It's like, and that's just, ah, man, I see my dad and I've tried to give him CrossFit after 30 years of being sober. And he's like, yeah, he started physically working out and then he falls and breaks his hip. I'm like, oh, oh. man. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we're on a good track. But, you know, it's good like. Good thing there's modifications for everything. I know, right? It's just like, but his mind was so much better. And yeah. his wife was telling me, oh, he's, he was doing it every day. And I was like, oh, man, we got to keep him moving. Like, if you ever go to a stagnant lake, everything's yeah. just like that film on top. That's your uh-huh. body inside of it, you know? And then you start like moving and all that stuff breaks up. And you want to throw up you're like, oh my God, what is my body doing to itself? And then you get past that and you're like, oh my God, it's fluid. Everything feels good. New nutrients coming in and bad <laughs> ones going out. Like it's, 
What a great it's, analogy. Yeah. I can see that visual so right? well in my mind. You just let the river flow, man. Yeah. <laughs> Some gross-ass green lake. It's like, oh, man, that's my body? Damn. Uh, well, I think you nailed it. And, and we actually just talked about this earlier is that people, especially addicts, are way more inclined to do something for someone else than for themselves. You know, they're bottom of whatever and they're not worried about themselves. But you put them in that accountability situation with someone else where they don't want to let their team down or their friend down they're going to work harder for themselves yeah. because they of that aspect it's a huge part of what we do at elevate and also with you're right with continuing care is is being more responsible for someone else not just ourselves yeah and, and that might give them the mindset you know that they need to like they see other people close to them or in the same level being able to change make that change yeah. or at least being able to do it with them i yeah, and we, I mean, having that mind, I guess there's a lot of mindset stuff you can do and, and behavioral stuff, like connecting sure. stuff. Like, uh, someone just simple was the other day. I was like, hey, you know, we want to spend as a couple. I was like, we want to spend more time at night together, but you know, it's like we put the kid asleep and then we're on our phone doing work. I'm like, hey, once you brush your teeth, you're no, there's no more devices. Mm-hmm. You're done. And then they're like, oh, and so that you connect one behavior with a bad behavior and then mm-hmm. it removes that that option, right? So yeah. you took that option away and now they communicate more but, or they're reading more books, you know? And so it's just getting the behavior change is, uh, I think, a huge part of coaching as well, whether it's yeah. addiction services or fitness you know, or health. It's It just needs to create the right behaviors have the right tools like if you're trying to really eat healthy and you have no tupperware you're doing it wrong like you where are you going to put all the good food that you prepped you know you're going to go get crappy food from the store because you don't have anything good to eat you know so it's making those behaviors kind of connect together and having the right tools I feel like there's gonna there's gonna be some audience members that are like, shit, dude, I don't have any Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> and like, what why? does that mean? Why yeah. do you have a toaster? What are you toasting in there? Yeah. <laughs> Shitty bread. <laughs> Bleach white flour. Yeah. I know. Shitty bread. <laughs> yeah. And that's the hard part too, is because like it's the idea of taking away bread, the idea of like prepping your food like a lot of people don't do those type of things and so I really like to kind of circle back to like the just just start now then you know how can we just get closer to getting there you know what are the small goals to get yeah. you more in the gym to get you moving more what are the small goals to like get some Tupperware and then you'll figure out what to put in there you know like <laughs> just get the Tupperware if that's all you take away from today like <laughs> Go get some Tupperware. That's like the build it and they will come theory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) I I mean, the knowledge, the knowledge is the best, like, Mm -hmm. and making it simple, like the old stagnant lake thing, but like take a five gallon bucket, right? You put water in it. And I've I've used this analogy because someone said it to me and I just stuck in my brain. But like you take, put a bunch of sugar in there, take an orange, throw it in there and then throw a piece of broccoli in there. All of them are carbohydrates. They all go into your blood as sugar. Mm-hmm. right how fast do they go into your blood right you stir that thing up keep stirring keep stirring and what's going to go into your blood first sugar. yeah i mean the sugar is going to dissolve right into the water immediately and that's the way it goes into your blood and then your body's like oh shit i got so much sugar in my blood what do i do your insulin goes i gotta get rid of this so it goes store it store it and if your muscles are full your liver's full guess where it goes let's put it in our fat i'm just going to keep storing it as fat then you keep stirring. All of a sudden, the orange juice goes away, right? Because it's 
it's right. a natural sugar, but at least you're getting some vitamins and minerals out of it, unlike sucrose or table sugar. And then uh, the pulp from the orange, and then you're sitting there just churning broccoli, right? You're like, yeah. I swear I'm going to get rid of this thing, right? But that's the way your body's breaking it down. And so if you want to create fat, eat simple sugar. Like, great. Our bodies are, like, the smartest organisms. If we, there's extra fuel, we're going to keep it, right? Yeah, yeah. We're going to save it, save it. You, me- you remember Mad Max? Yeah. Like, they're all, oh, where's the fuel? We need to get fuel. No one's going to give up fuel, right? No. So they need this. We need fuel. But our bodies are so smart that we got to store it somewhere. So we store it as fat, 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 fat. But if we ate in a way where we have just enough fuel or the right fuel with the good vitamins and minerals, then we're going to have put more valuable, like our more valuable to functioning our organs, our hormones, our, our system with good fuel, you know, and fuel that we're not just going to need to store somewhere. We'll actually utilize it quickly. So I don't even know where I was going, but like, (laughs) like that analogy of that bucket was like, whoa, that's how, sugar gets into my blood and if it gets in that fast then i gotta do something with it yeah i better go run I yeah. Gotta go run, you know? yeah yeah right? and some people are addicts at running and it's just because they want to eat shitty and this is where we saw like uh a lot of top elite athletes like run uh, specifically marathon runners were dying from heart disease and they would just die just the healthiest guys you thought in the world all these gals and guys are dying from heart disease because their arteries are just clogged because they're running all the time and then eating the crappiest food mm. and to just, replace everything just, they just yeah. went through and they're depleting themselves but they're filling it back up with crap and then they're just filling they're just caking their arteries you know so that just leads into disease and that's just like they look physically like like we talked about the deadlift is half your deadlift on the sick side three times your deadlift on like the fit side their their marathon maybe is on the fit side but the inside of their body is sitting on the sick side and they didn't even know it so like those health markers whether it's you know your blood pressure and stuff like that those have to match your physical markers too mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. if my if i have a two times body weight deadlift Shit, my bone density bone density better be really strong. My triglycerides better be right. My blood pressure, my resting heart rate need to be over there. But if they're not, something else is going wrong. Whether it's it's most most to do with diet, drugs. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like get them all towards fit, not just you know just the physical stuff. But um, it comes down to how much insulin are you pumping out and having to store all that. Because, I mean, the big fads are the keto diet and yeah. the paleo diet, right? Um, do you guys do either? I do keto. Keto? Yeah. <laughs> it works for you. It does. Yeah. And I do intermittent fasting and yeah. Yeah. I mean, those, those. so what is the purpose of all these these diets? Like keto, zone, intermittent fasting, um, macros is elimination of processed foods and reducing the insulin pump in your body, mm-hmm. right? Keto does, okay, so the keto like 70 percent like may okay let's let's get my numbers right the, <laughs> let's go Too strong the, suit. the zone yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, I, only on the whiteboard man i'm really yeah. good on the whiteboard but the zone is like 40 percent carbohydrates and it's one of the higher ones of those diets so 40 percent carbohydrates 30 percent protein 30 percent fat keto goes down to almost like 
in the teens or even less for your carbohydrates. It's towards like an, almost an Atkins diet, right? And he got beat down when he was bringing out his diet because of like, no, non-fat stuff is good for you. But really, it's the carbohydrates that were killing him, killing everyone else. Um, so the intermittent fast, fasting, what it does, it allows your insulin levels to become more sensitive, right? So we've seen with like uh, diabetes and people on um, that have to take insulin for their diabetes for their diabetes have become more resistant to insulin through doing the keto diet or doing intermittent fasting because they don't have as much carbohydrates coming in mm -hmm. or they let their system reset for a longer period of time. How many hours do you not eat? So uh, I'll eat dinner and then I won't eat till lunch the next day. So 16 hours. Yeah. So, you know, I think it was, I don't know the, the numbers on how long it's supposed to, I think it's over 12 hours, but if you can do your intermittent fasting, your your insulin becomes more sensitive. So which means if there's sugar coming into your blood, it better be good stuff so that we can go put, do something with it. So intermittent fasting has been a really interesting to watch in science, how they're using it with diabetics and how they're utilizing it with keto specifically to reduce bad carbohydrates into the, into the system. But um, I think once this world becomes fat enough, people are going to come crawling back to like, oh, you guys were right. Like, he, we should not be eating this processed stuff. We should not be yeah. like eating this much food, but especially simple carbohydrates. I mean, we hope, we hope there becomes that worldwide knowledge and understanding. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, I mean, otherwise the world's going to have to adapt to a lot of like mobile wheelchairs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's like, why, why even go down that route, you know, if we don't have to? No, you just want to be able to strong enough to support your life, right? Yeah. Like, that's, that's what it's always been for me is like, hey, I want to be healthy enough to have a good mindset, but also mm -hmm. physically able to do anything I want to now. Yeah. Like right now, you know, if I say, let's go run 5K, you and me, we're ready. You know, I know all you could do it and you might want to kill me, but I'd be walking you past. could do I it. I have a heart condition. <laughs> you could do She'll it. She'll row a 5K. She'll oh, row yeah. a 10K. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's like those things, more than half the world couldn't do it right now. You know? Yeah, it's true. And it's just getting worse. What about the idea of like, uh, like people that look at us like we're strange or we're weird for wanting to be healthy and being so like, don't eat carbs, like CrossFit, you know, like oh, it's just yeah. crazy, like weird following of like people that just like are obsessed with fitness, you know, because there's people that look at like people like us and like, these guys are bizarre. Oh yeah, you know? man. I, I would say, look at our health. Like when was the last time I was sick? I it's think that's what's going to make everyone realize it is yeah. they have all these things, right? You can get yeah. a device and put it on your wrist and it tells you if you're alive and if you're pumping and how much you're pumping. And yeah. so I think eventually like CrossFit just got whoop was their sponsor, sponsor you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, you we go. got a whoop on. Yeah. Um, they're great. Like uh, a lot of data is coming from all this stuff. And eventually that data is going to be linked to your health care system. And if it's linked to your health care system and you're getting blood markers and you're pro we're all going to be proving to this world that, oh, this is actually is way healthier than what we've seen. Yeah. And this is, this is the proof right here. 
well, I'm not paying nearly as much as the other person that's doing the opposite of me for healthcare. Yeah. Right. And so now there might be a shift in like, oh, maybe you guys should be paying for your diseases rather than me, right? And if you don't want to jump on my island, then like I'll 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 gather all the people who want to be on my island. So I think we're gonna create and we'll go run. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. And it's like it's hard because those people who want to battle are the people probably who need it the most. Yeah, man. Or want. And I I'm I'm open to anyone coming and doing trying like just take the next step let me prove to you what we do um but you can't knock it if you haven't been there or even attempted to be there and the introduction to stuff is key Mm -hmm. like you know that introducing something new to anyone is you got to meet them where Where they they are are, and then give them a little taste Mm -hmm. and that little taste needs to be just enough so that it's not going to kill them yeah it's not going to crush them but it's going to be just enough to be like oh Okay. I want to come back. I, I, I want to see what else this, this program's got, right? So I think I, I've been really good at that throughout my career of CrossFit is like, how do I give people a little taste? and How do I get them to come back? Yeah, yeah come back. Yeah, yeah. And then owning a business, obviously, I need them to come back. I need my rent paid. Twofold, yeah. Right? But it was just like this simple process of meeting them at their headspace, but also relating to life, you know? like. Yeah what do you want out of this? You want, you want to just look good. Great. Look at you. I'll give you abs. Come on in. Or it's like, Hey, I just want to be able to walk down the street without breathing hard. I'm like, cool. We'll baby step and we'll get you there. So everyone needs their own prescription getting into it. But once you're in it, it's like, you understand why you're there. You know, that's so true. Yeah. Like the prescription looks a little bit different, but the medication is the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the same for each person. <laughs> right. And the way I relate to that and, you know, we kind of just did a, a big episode on CrossFit too. And, but like we get clients that come straight out of detox, 10 days sober from drinking for 20 years, smoking meth for five years, oh. 10 years. And like, there's been times where they'll sign up for CrossFit. So I have an idea of how many people are going to be in class and I'll like go grab them one-on-one and like just give them a tour of the gym, make them feel super comfortable. Here's what the workout is. Here's as hard as it could be. And here's as easy as it could get, you know, like we can just, you could just sit on the bench and then stand up, sit on the bench and stand up. And if that's where you're at, that's fucking perfect. That's awesome for the day, you know? (laughs) Um, But it's just, yeah, it's, it's just so crazy to me, you know, like you just make it comfortable for them. So it's not so scary. You that's know? just it's just come down to good coaching yeah you know i i think the so i teach the level one crossfit seminar as well as the level two we have a level three which is pretty much just a test you go into a testing center and gotcha. you're on your own you take a test um and then we have a level four but it's been in process for i think a decade <laughs> <laughs> wow. um so but the level two is all about teaching a coach how to be a better coach right right and the first thing is is teaching it's teaching, seeing, and correcting are the first kind of three. And teaching is like, how do you effectively communicate to somebody your knowledge? Like there's a lot of knowledge in your heads, right? But how do I effectively communicate that to somebody so that they can understand it and apply it, right? And so it sticks, it's right? Art so in itself. I'm teaching somebody a squat. How do I keep your heels down? Do I say heels down? That didn't work for this person. I got to try something different. And then it's like, how do I see something going wrong? How do I correct that thing? And then rinse and repeat, right? Mm-hmm. Rinse and repeat. So like that communication piece is, is so valuable to be able to get them introduced to it, to know where they're coming from first, but also just be able to communicate on their level 
of what you want them to do, whether they know they're supposed to be doing this or don't want to do this, or, you know, you can trick them into anything if you can relate to them and talk to them and meet them on a personal level. And that's, that's, that's all good coaches do or good teachers. If you ever looked back in your own, like your old teachers or counselors you've ever had, you know, you remember somebody that was really good and it's because they had really good teaching, really good communication. And then they obviously had the best base of knowledge of what you wanted to learn about. So, I mean, I always think about my physiology teacher in, in college, he was just like, who, who wants to learn about physiology really? But it's like, he was amazing. Like I wanted to know more cause he was so animated and he had this big presence and attitude was great. Like, and I just wanted to be around him and talk to him more because he was just so interesting. And so I think, I think our value as coaches is like be able to be a bigger us, but also provide that simplistic view of what we know so that they can apply whatever it is, nutrition, counseling, um, fitness. Dude, I love that. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree anymore. And I think it's so funny, like as a counselor, all of my like mental analogies have to do with the gym. And then now that we talk about the gym, it always kind of like comes back in to like counseling and they're just so much the same. Yeah. And it's kind of just strange to just see how like everyone on planet earth, dude, has problems. Everyone, we all go through the exact same thing. We all need counseling. We man. all need counseling, you know? So and that's, right. thanks for coming to our podcast. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's why I'm here. I'm getting yeah. my counseling yeah. right now. <laughs> Perfect. It just cracks me up though. You know that there's so many parallels and that everybody is going through like some, pretty much the same experience of being a human being. Yeah. You know? And we all need help and we all need support and accountability and guidance and coaching. Yeah. Whether it's with the mind, whether it's with drugs and alcohol, whether it's with carbohydrates, sugar, uh, and it just always cracks me up. You know, it, all, it all starts now. Like in right now you can start it, you know, it can be different from now on little differences. Right. But what happens in the past may linger, right? Yeah. Physically, mentally, trauma, all that shit lingers. But how do we make those little tweaks to change it, you know? Me and my wife have seen counselors. We we're not we don't have problems, but it's like just to be able to talk about things, other things come up, you know? Yeah. And it's like yeah. this comes up, that comes up, and it's like, oh man, we should try this, we should try that. And so it's just being able to test what works and doesn't and find your groove and once you are your true self and have like a true respect for who you are, then you can pour the love over to the like other people too, you know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you see everything else around you grow and you're attracting the things you want in life. And I think the, it all starts from that. Now is the time I can make change, but Mm -hmm. don't go for like the top of the podium on the first day, you know? Right. Right. I'll be last place, but I'm going to make something to get to 99th and then 98 and 90. And, and then eventually be in first place for myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, any kind of service where we're going from a state of where we don't want to be to where we, a goal where we want to be can use that, you know? I think you nailed it on the head because it, it's a lifelong journey. It's not totally, just yeah. getting to the destination because one would look at you and think, what more work could you possibly have to do? You have the perfect life, perfect wife, perfect kids. You know, you, oh, Angie, you've got thanks. A, <laughs> uh, you, I mean, it's amazing. You're an awesome coach. I was very fortunate to have you for a long time. 
But even you saying, like, I can still get better. There's still more I can do. I still, you know, go see a therapist. There's there's always more we can do. And I think it's when we get stagnant that that's where the problem is. But as long as we're continuing always to better ourselves, yeah, no, we're at least and, yeah, getting better. Get, we just gain more knowledge about yourself or what you're interested in, right? Which, if you're interested in it, you, you're around other people who become interested. That's why I'm here with you today, right? That's right. Yeah, it's like we were just interested in the similar stuff and – it's it's amazing and that's where like we get other people saying hey what is this crossfit well i've already gathered a lot of great people around me like you should come join (laughs) yeah you should check it out you should meet these other people and if they're not in into it they're not into it but there's just a physical aspect of a human being that needs to be addressed no matter if it's the peloton bike or yeah being able to go walking Mm -hmm. but there's something about just nature in itself and the human true self that needs to find you know find its own space to like grow and i think crossfit (laughs) and counseling and nutrition are like those three like are pillars yeah man life pillars you know yeah talk to old people they give you they'll tell you the knowledge yeah (laughs) they know pretty direct sometimes (laughs) that's right yeah. Oh man, dude, that is so funny. Yeah. I like, took a, I took a, uh, when I was in cross, I started CrossFit in 2005, and I took like a, there was like two ways you could go, right? In 2007, they had the first games, and it was like, you're, are you gonna, you want to compete? And I'm like, this is my life, man. I'm not like I already competed in rugby, rug, like there's no ball. What am I competing at? <laughs> yeah. Right. And people are probably going to hate me saying this at the CrossFit. You police, just but, like destroyed yeah. like their whole life. Right. You know? <laughs> but I was like, no, I'm not I'm like, yeah, I'll compete with you guys. It was fun. Right. I, it was great. I had a great time. And then I competed a couple times. And then Chris Spieler, who we mentioned earlier was, he was my good friend and we started almost at the same time and he competed. He's probably 10 pounds lighter than me. And he, he competed for years. I don't even know, but I remember it was about 11 years later. We were at his gym in Park City and we're sitting there. We're back squatting together. He's got like 315 pounds on the bar doing reps of five. And I'm like 225 on the bar. So I got two wheels. He's got three wheels and I'm squatting next to him. I was like, dude, could I have done three wheels too? If I like kept going to <laughs> the competitive side. <laughs> so I was like, oh man, maybe I should have, but I know from my body, like how it is doing now compared to his body's doing. I'm like, dude, I feel good about myself, <laughs> you know, cause his knees were bugging him. Like there's just tweaks and things, but he was such a good person for me to like match myself against throughout this whole like 15, 16 years of doing this stuff. But it was just cool to see like, Hey, there's this side that you can become oh, like invincible human being. Almost that guy blew my mind of what he could accomplish and then on my side i blew my mind because <laughs> i don't think i impressed him but i blew my own mind on like lifestyle like yeah. i can make so many different changes that makes me healthier cleaner happier sleep better and i'm like oh man this is this is going to keep me going for a long time yeah i mean it sounds like you just it's like the awareness, uh, like you became your own experiment, you yeah. know? Yeah, in a way, like, yeah. Damn, like, okay, what do I want to do with this thing? Right. I'll Whatever know, I want. When I'm dead, I'll know if it was a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or somebody will. Yeah. 
Well, you've definitely that created awesome. longevity with your overall health and, and just helping others. Like you're made to help others. Yeah. I mean, giving other people that sense of, uh, this sense of like freedom to know they can make that change is like, that's the hurdle. It's like, Hey, that's yeah. the now, like now we just do this instead of that. But that's where we find, at least I know for us, well, all three of us, that's where we find our true pleasure, passion, purpose yeah. in life is helping others achieve something and seeing that miracle. It's like, yeah. wow, I was a part of that. That's so cool. Yeah, there's, I mean, coaching is everywhere. Like, they have life coaches now and, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. you know, I'm not sure exactly what they do, but. Everything, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My laundry and Whatever dishes, Whatever you please. need them to do. <laughs> I mean, that'd be great. I need one of those. <laughs> How do I get rid of laundry and dishes? I do have a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old, and they're becoming more competent in the dishes and laundry. So that That's is a very, win. very helpful. Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. I'm sick of folding little kids' clothes. It's only been 10 years of just like, oh, here we go again. Yeah, you're probably almost done, dude. You probably got another like six diapers, years. Right? I can put this podcast in and do my laundry now. That's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, out of diapers for sure. Thank no gosh. more. God damn. I yeah. did crap my own pants the other day, though. Really? Oh, oh yeah. So I decided to start running again. This is great. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> Please yeah. tell us. So I'm so I, glad we got to this point. Yeah, yeah. After COVID hit, I built a gym in my backyard. And I so I train people in the mornings, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and and then I'm like, okay, between clients, I'm going to go run 20 minutes out and 20 minutes back and I'll have enough time to get ready for the next person. So I take off. It was 6.30 in the morning, take <laughs> off, and I'm in the country roads. So there's nothing around, orchards of apple fields and stuff. So I'm running, running, running. I'm like, oh, man, ah, it's like 15 minutes. I get to turn around 20-minute mark, and I'm like, oh, dude. It's coming. I look both ways. There's no one coming. I'm like walking pinching you know you know how that walk goes it's like you're on a horse right i'm like okay okay i can run run like 200 yards i'm like oh my god there's like one single house i'm like i can't do this here i just I like try to walk away and i just look both ways jet up the field like hold on to an apple orchard tree just strip down butt naked in the in the field just squeeze it out it's like a volcano it's like pompeii i'm like oh my god <laughs> And then <laughs> I get, I'm like wiping up and, and I step right in it. I'm like, oh my God, total bad karma. And I'm looking around. No one's there. I finally get my stuff back on. I get back to the road. I'm like, oh, I can run again. It's like, I'm like, oh, oh my butt cheeks. No, this is bad. Like I made it home faster. Like in you five PR'd minutes, that, dude. dude. <laughs> so I PR that. So if you ever need to PR something, just crap yourself right before. Oh man, <laughs> this is story. Dude, that's like my biggest fear about CrossFit. Oh, it's it's so like, what bad. if? Like, yeah. How awful that would be. In uh, the middle in of nowhere, I couldn't. I couldn't do anything. Well, at so. least you were in the middle of nowhere. You know. Uh, just well, the best part, I ran looking. in my house like take off my shoes and I'm like straight beeline upstairs for the shower and my wife's just waking up sitting on the couch drinking coffee and she's like mid-sip being like eyes wide open like what are you what's going on I was like I'm just gonna take my second shower of the day I'll be right back and tell you the whole story <laughs> but yeah man it, yeah, sometimes nutrition goes awry and it comes out a little faster than you want it to Dude, your body's just optimized, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's optimized. It's like a quick process so you can get back to fitness. Hey, when, you, when you have good nutrition and you screwed up a little bit, 
it'll let you know. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh man, that's one of my favorite uh, like icebreakers is to just ask a human being like, "When's the last time you crapped yourself?" As an adult, <laughs> and it's like a really good icebreaker. You yeah, know? I, mean, I don't advise it for everybody, but. I've I've used that many hey, times. Any coaches oh. out there, it's a great one to start with your clients. Yeah, yeah first introduction. Like, I like this guy. See, I ended He's with real. this. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> now that you got to know me a little bit, yeah, yeah. drop this one. And there's literally no way to top this. It's like, yeah, okay, there you go. That was our podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's going to be hard to just be like, all right, let's jump back into nutrition, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't want people to shy away from nutrition. If nutrition equals crapping my pants, then maybe. <laughs> all right? Yeah. Just Sold. good nutrition. Yeah. And be careful. When you don't do good nutrition, make sure you wear an extra pair of undies. Yeah. <laughs> Bring an extra pair of undies with you for that for that daughter's birthday cake. Or, oh, yeah, man. Oh, man, dude. Price. Yeah. That is hilarious. That cracked me up, man. Good. <laughs> That's good incentive for me because I, I just did 75 hard. I've been doing keto. It's like, ah, maybe you don't want to cheat. Maybe you want to stay real solid on this yeah. diet because I don't want anything like that to happen. Keto's been great for people. Some people, it's like... There's people who gain weight really fast, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's people who don't. And people who gain weight quickly, like keto seems to be like helpful, quick, like quick It helps quick me way. maintain, yeah. Yeah. And then there's some people who just, I got this guy, he just he put anything in his body, he won't just burn it, it just burns away, yeah. you know? It's like, yeah. but we know like from function, brain function and stuff, it's like, hey, you need to supply your body with better things, you know? Yeah. So- Neurologically, he'll get better benefits from from all the good food of vegetables and meats and stuff, rather than sitting eating crackers and dip. You know. Mm -hmm. No, I like that because, like, for me, I'm almost I'm 28, so I'm still pretty young. I work out a lot, and whatever I eat, I just burn it. Yeah. It's gone. But you are right. Where when you do eat crappier, or if you don't. If you're not as dialed in as as you you know you have been or should be, you feel it. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Man. Can I still go work out and like have the similar times? And I can, but it feels different. I have to try harder, or like my motivation to get into the gym isn't there because I feel lethargic or I'm worried. Did I bring my extra pair of underwear? You know, like there's, <laughs> and recovery there's a, too, man. Yeah, like, recovery is sleep like you got to sleep good if you're not mm -hmm. if you're eating crappy you're probably sleeping crappy and and then all of a sudden oh well, physical activity plays a huge role too right so you're, if you're not physically active you're not sleeping well either so it's oh man either way any way you put it it's like if you can just have that baseline and then go off of it and see what happens bring the extra pair right yeah, yeah or yeah. know know that you went off of it and know how to get back on and that's where people have to bridge the gap of like, hey, am I going to stay addicted to this or am I not this behavior or, mm -hmm. or this food, you know? And it's so hard to get people off sugar, just sugar, yeah. you know? And people don't even know there's sugar in their salad dressing. Oh, I'm, I'm eating salad dressing. Yeah, with sugar. You're sprinkling sugar on top of your salad, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like just getting them to be aware of those things, but also just getting sugar out of the diet can clean up someone's diet so much, like so quickly. Yeah. It's, it takes work though. I mean, yeah. again, it's not easy. Like reading those labels, having those realizations, tracking your food, like it, it is work. And I think that's where a lot of people, they just want the short, 
the short way. How can I just get there fast with minimal effort? And there is no short circuiting it. It's like you just actually got to do the work. But then you do it consistently and long enough and you learn to appreciate that and you love the process and you miss it if you quit doing it. Right, yeah. I mean, it, you got to go through the the waves of, of you know, feeling good and not feeling good and knowing the difference, right? And being like, oh, whoa, okay, this is working. As And as I get older, I, I've noticed I was 25 when I started and then now I'm 40 mm-hmm. and like I know when I eat crappy food it just my energy level just goes down so yeah. quickly but like I'll chew on broccoli for half an hour and I'll be like I'm good to go for you know the next five hours if I have some solid food that's like healthy for me and it it just became more and more apparent as my life went on and I'm like damn would this have worked better if I was like an athlete in college, you know, not getting hammered after the rugby game every time? Yeah. Right? yeah. You know, it's like I would have recovered better. I would have slept better. I would have been ready. I've been faster, quicker, stronger, you know, like I would have better abilities as a, an athlete myself. And you can see that in the CrossFit world, those mm-hmm. athletes and they're just, they're dialed in. They're they got, so dialed. It's pretty amazing. And they have coaches to help them and, it's pretty interesting where the, the that world's going to. Yeah. So if, if I mean, I'm sure people, listeners are interested in uh, the athletes too. But it's, oh, yeah. It's, it's come a long way from where it was to where it is now. So you were in the first games, right? Yeah, I did one event. Yeah. Really? And then what happened? And I went to a bachelor party. <laughs> oh, nice. In, <laughs> in San Francisco. I uh, slept on the floor and then on the street, and then I finally got into the parking garage to make it home and didn't make it to the second day. Oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> so, but I did one event in the CrossFit Games of 2007. What was the event? Um, it was the chipper. It was row 1,000 meters, and then it was five rounds of seven push jerks at 135 pounds which was extremely heavy at that time wow yeah oh man i remember just pounding on the side of the ranch wall being like oh my god this is so heavy and (laughs) then 25 pull-ups so 725 725 five rounds of that with a thousand meter row to start it all off wow which is it was fun man and then a good one a bunch of other stuff after i was like peace I got to go give my buddy props so he can get divorced in five years. Yeah. <laughs> Did he end up getting divorced in yeah, five years? Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> so, but it was. Any and then, regrets for missing that second day? Uh, no, I had a great time. Uh, not at all. Yeah. But I, I, I judged for the games for uh, almost every other year after that. And huh? then when I went to Madison, I, I stopped going and the old kids were old and yeah. couldn't take a week off. Um, but yeah, it's pretty, it's been interesting how it progressed from just a bar backyard barbecue to like, Oh guys, this is too big. We need to take it to the home Depot center in LA and then everyone around the world coming there. And then, you know, now it's in Madison and it's huge venue and middle of the country. And we have sponsors from all over the stuff. You just notice the whole fitness industry started changing their equipment and all of these like snowball effects from this program that is kind of like fat food you know ah don't eat fat food it's like don't do crossfit and all of a sudden it's like we just infested the whole world of good methods and good nutrition and all of a sudden like oh picking it up 
and people who are smart enough to like want to want to respect their bodies and their health you know they picked it up and now we have these amazing athletes that are crossing over to other sports winning olympic like oh, Tia lifting Kumi is amazing yeah. yeah now she's gonna do was it bobsledding or something and, and yeah and the, ki- and the kids are doing like olympic lifting competitions that are yeah. in there like we, we've we've helped a lot of other sports out as well as you know industries and creating new products and i mean god it's been amazing to watch um i've never been i haven't the only person i've ever worked for is crossfit so in the CrossFit world, but that's I've, lots, I've watched, that's pretty cool to say yeah. though. You know, you've seen it all. I've seen it. I've seen it all. You know, but I've worked for a couple people's gyms and my own gym, and bought and sold my gym, and man, just watched the whole thing grow and and Reebok come in and now leave and no bulls here and yeah, it's just it's it's I see greatness in our new CEO. Yeah, yeah, and I think he wants to do a whole lot of things which is amazing, but I think there's going to be a stepping stone. And, and I think the next five years, it's going to be like every, every no one's going to have this aggressive tenden- tendency towards CrossFit. They're going to be like, oh yeah, yeah, I do CrossFit. I'm, I do it at home or I do it in my garage or yeah. everyone's going to have some aspect of, oh yeah, I squat. Why do you squat? Cause I, I don't want to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. It's like, oh yeah, we kind of, we, we helped you learn that, you know? So hopefully, you know, whether they're 87 years old or six years old, they're squatting and they're deadlifting and they're learning to actually have functionality for the rest of their life. God, that's huge. Yeah, it's funny because I, I, I go on other podcasts and I always talk about CrossFit being part of us using it in recovery. And you can tell some people are like, CrossFit? Wait, you have people CrossFitting? And it's like, yeah, 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 but it's okay. It's it's okay. You know, they're yeah. not, we're not killing them in the gym. Like, we're in, and we were saying this the other day. We've literally had no no injuries in the gym because of great coaching and meeting people where they're at and rebuilding their bodies and it's just it's brilliant the way it's laid out the way it's written you know it's yeah. uh, it's truly saving lives like we see it on our side and and you see it you know from your side so. yeah we like we we in our seminars it's like something that is a hundred percent safe is a hundred percent ineffective mm-hmm. like it's true it's, it's you sit sit on the the recumbent bike and read a newspaper you're getting nothing out of that, right? Uh, you're doing pull-ups and squats and stuff. Oh, you tear a callus off your hand. and It's not, that's not safe, right? But yeah, you might tweak an elbow, a shoulder, or something here and there. But really over the long term, what, what, how effective is it? You're effective. If you live 10, yeah. 15 years longer. Right. Or you're able to take care of your grandkids when you want to, right? Rather than being that lazy ass grandma or grandpa, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm talking to some of you out yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? That's but right. just being able to have that, you know, in, in your back pockets when you need it. Yeah. Well, that's the, the whole premise. It's functional fitness. It's not, I'm going to look like Matt Frazier and Tia Claire Toomey, although that'd be awesome if you could. But it's more like functional fitness. Like, how can I survive better in We're life? We're way past that age. And you are, you're close getting, already. Yeah, right? dude. I'm getting there. I know. It's like those guys' ages are going down. I, I was Quick. at the last, uh, the uh, 21.2 I judged. It was. Oh, uh, nice. Dude, I'm going to screw up their names because. Was um, it Quant and Medeiros? Medeiros, yeah. yeah. Medeiros and Quant. The dumbbell snatch and, and the I don't burpee even, I, box Do you know how old they are? Medeiros like 21, dude. 23, 21, something like that. I'm like, that's the age that it's like they can fall down, get back up real fast and easy, you know? They recover quick. Dude, and, he didn't even 
All he did was just hinge on all those dumbbell snatches. He didn't even use his Maderos. legs. Just hinge. I was hinge. judging Quan, and he was, he was I hinging see him too. Like yeah. Focusing on pacing his breath, man. He was yeah. just going for it. And he I'm played like, see Maderos, jump, jump, jump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was cool to watch. But that's, that's extreme level of fitness and health. And do we want to be there? hundred like what do we say like ninety nine point nine percent of your clients and my clients are never gonna be there. Sometimes want that, but hey, let's do the workout prescribed and eat well before you even think about trying to like PR this workout. Like let's let's just try to do something that's been prescribed for you, you know? Yeah. And then take those steps. And I think back to the same thing you said, like good coaching is gonna get it there. Good mechanics of your movement will get you fitter, stronger, faster. Good coaching from mental and health aspect too. Right, and and the nutrition aspect. You know, if you're eating crappy and you go in the gym, you're not going to perform. And then suddenly putting that together, and then your then your mentality breaks. You're like, why didn't I do as good as last time? Yeah, you know. So you're operating off of fructose. <laughs> you, you damn you stored that liver yeah like green slime is just like oozing out of you as you're working out i mean well i mean look i randomly like think about what can i create in the future to make a lot of money and it's like well dialysis has got it locked down right now because mm. they're just going to be able to pump people through that right and then it's like what else could i do like oh, amputees i could just start cutting people's arms off and like <laughs> what can i i got a chainsaw you know <laughs> but it's like save your body saves like it's oh man i'm not in the i'm definitely not in the industry just to make money right so it's it's just that gratification of being a coach and watching your coaching mean get something. results yeah. yeah and and changing people for for the good and for the, their what they want you know for their goals obviously your goals are for them are probably mm -hmm. what they need rather than their own goals right so keep driving driving the fitness that i want them to have without without telling them exactly where we're going sometimes yeah <laughs> like yeah we're getting your abs promise we're getting there I man i promise we're getting those abs you should eat this <laughs> <laughs> well i think like you know i think the biggest takeaway i've had from like this episode you know is just like getting the information out there you know like let people do what they want with the information but at least like the information is being given and the reminder is being given, you know, like, hey, there's resources, there's people, there's coaches, there's CrossFit gyms, there's good information out there, you know, and, it, and maybe it's something that everyone listening should just like check in with, you know, just like we all check in with, we're all healthy, but we still check in with our health. Yeah, even if you've done nutrition for years, you yeah. still need to get checked, man. Yeah. I, me and my wife check each other all the time. Like, like, hey, let's this month, let's just go back to just eating, you know, with no sugar, nothing anything yeah. else but good food and boom you know it's just like ah we needed to reset or like hey let's weigh and measure this month we're gonna you know weigh and measure our macros and we're like great so it's just getting checked and bringing it back to our baseline and you're like okay that's where i need to be mm -hmm. deep down the road it's been years you know so yeah even if it's your first year or first day starting it's like those jumps are gonna be small but it, you know you need to find out where you're at and where you're going to or have an idea. So true. Well, and I think that's why, we, you know, we put it health and nutrition and exercise into the program because it's, you know, when we see people getting sober, but they're still doing bad things to their body, they yeah. don't feel good and they don't sleep good. And so they don't feel good about being sober. You right. Know? They put on a bunch of weight and they're smoking a lot of cigarettes and they're sleeping terrible. And they're like, why do I want to be sober? 
And so, you know, just simply learning teaching them how to eat better so they actually feel better, so they perform better in the gym, so now they're sleeping better, so now they look better, so now they feel better. It's just like yeah. this really neat thing to and sort And they got of, better friends. And yeah, <laughs> you got good yeah. friends, yeah. and you've got a CrossFit gym wherever you live, and you can go join that group when you leave here. And it's really like, it's all part of teaching people how to learn how to feel good naturally and normally, and it all starts with eating. Yeah. And what you're putting into your body, whether it's bad or good, is going to affect how you feel. And not taking a pill to yeah, get there. Right. That's uh, right. Uh, the pill for both sides of of getting off. Well, I mean, some antidepressants and all that stuff to get people to eat eventually better. That's where you need to go, right? And so, take the drugs away and and then supplement it with veg- vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> and healthy <meat>. nutrition, <laughs> fitness. Get addicted yeah. to broccoli, dude. Yeah, you know? and vitamins. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Chew on this. <laughs> water who'd have thought <laughs> oh man well let's see here is there anything else we want to cover zach you got anything else that we didn't talk about i feel like we oh man no i mean we could probably talk for hours on nutrition and diet and so yes true. so, so I mean, true i think the biggest takeaway for everybody is just like look at what you're putting in your mouth like it's your it's it's your choice it's yeah it's your choice like it goes from your hand to your mouth and <laughs> and then you got to think like well where's it going next like, and if you don't know that you can use the analogies I use, but really it's either you're going to store it or use it. And if you're becoming more and more overweight, you're storing too much. If you're becoming too lean, maybe you're, you, you need more fuel, you know? So, um, just look at, just be more self-aware. And then once you get to that awareness point, look at your diet and take sugar out from there you can start talking about weighing and measuring things, but that's down the road for most people. And most people won't even get there. Mm-hmm. And once, once you're there, like now you just got to make little tweaks to things. And, and those little tweaks can come over time. It's, I mean, it's been 16 years and I've, I've dialed in my diet with my, my family and stuff. And, you know, we still go off the end here and there, but generally like trying to stay a healthy lifestyle with moving and eating good. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. That's like the most perfect general advice, you know, because anything other than that, it's like, yo, I need to meet this person. Like, I need to talk one-on-one with this yeah. person. Well, I mean, now so we're going to be social. So it's like that social aspect's a huge part of wellness too, I think. Yeah. And dude. getting outside. So. Well, that's why CrossFit works is that yeah, community that, aspect. Like we're working out together. We're in the yeah. trenches together. It's not just me by myself in my garage. Right. It's like you look forward to seeing your friends and going and being part of that. Yeah, that that's a huge piece is like having that social aspect because people just perform better, push harder, keep people accountable. Yep, I know. I always work harder when I'm in a partner workout because I don't want to let my partner down. So I'm like, oh man, I really got to work hard the on weak this partner. one. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to let them down, so I'm going to work twice as hard for them. Right. And, yeah. Uh, and then you find, wow, that is actually pretty awesome. <laughs> and then I like as a coach to wrap it up, like there's a lot of coaches out there. Whether whatever you're doing, it's like just being able to communicate your knowledge simple enough for people to apply it. You know, if it's simple, it's, it's easy. And if you have actual passion and care for what you do, people will have respect and want to learn. So, and I know from our podcast, you guys do, and it's just amazing to like have just that empathy for person, but also want them and care about what you're talking about, you know? So coaches just don't be the monotone, person that just wants to get their point across and has no you know it's Purpose. just it's, just, it's yeah. really hard to listen to someone like that just be passionate about about life and what you do 
You know what I used to love just talking about breaking it down that you did that made things so simple was your stick figures. You draw the best stick figures. Like I could look at that and go, oh, so I was squatting here and I know my fingers are pointing down, but you did so good by making it so simple, literally using stick figures to demonstrate what you're talking about, that it made it so simple. I could yeah. really understand anything Thank you were yeah. saying. I'm going to work. I'm working on a, uh, <laughs> trying to draw like anatomy for movements. Um, I'm going to start posting this. Nice. Yeah. yeah I think you go. should. You're yeah. really good at it. And I love it. I just got to learn how to post. <laughs> <laughs> we can teach you, dude. We can yeah. teach you. Your kids will be teaching you in I like know. a year. Just I have know. them show you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, great, guys. Appreciate it. You having me here. It was, it was really fun. Awesome. That's Thanks cool. for being on the show, Zach. Uh, we'll definitely want to probably do another one with you at some point. Yeah, it'd be great. You're a wealth of knowledge. Oh, goodness. Yeah, we got to get you up to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Come work out with us. Any day. Yeah, we have a lot of clients that would love to know about nutrition, too. So, yeah, good. That'd be good. All right, guys, that's our show for today. We hope you found some value from listening. And if you did, please share with someone you know or love. You can find us on social media. We are at Elevate Addiction Services. And if you or a loved one are struggling with addiction, please call our toll-free confidential 24-hour helpline at 833-33-SOBER or visit our website at elevaterehab.org.